Hi, I'm Dr. Paul Chomiak. I'm a thoracic surgeon with the Sarasota Memorial Cancer Institute. I serve as the Director of Thoracic Surgical Oncology. For 25 years, I've dedicated my professional practice dealing with sort of the ramifications and side effects of tobacco smoke, dealing with patients who have cancers, infections, emphysema problems. So I welcome you today in joining us as we talk about electronic cigarettes and some of the perils linked to this technology. Well, thank you for being here today, Dr. Chomiak. Can you explain to us what are e-cigarettes? Electronic cigarettes um, was a technology that was actually first patented in 2003, ironically by a Chinese pharmacist. He created a tool that would generate heat through a metal coil powered by a battery that would vaporize a liquid that contained nicotine. And the concept that was first developed by him, as well as the concepts or missions that are shared by all the companies that manufacture these devices, is the hope was an electronic cigarette would actually replace a tobacco cigarette. I mean, we know that from years of study, tobacco cigarette is linked to lung cancer, emphysema development, recurrent lung infections, heart disease, kidney disease, stroke, diabetes, poor wound healing capacity, and even nerve pain like neuropathies. Unfortunately, back in 2014, because of lack of regulation, there were over 500 different types of electronic cigarettes being manufactured, and over 7,000 different types of liquids or flavors being manufactured. And because of lack of regulation, we really don't know what's in most of these liquids. Smokers, including even my friends who smoke, believe that utilizing electronic cigarette is a healthier option. And they feel that this technology has uh, few um, components that you're inhaling, and they believe that they're exhaling a water vapor, which is completely safe. Well, with that knowledge in hand and the explosion of all the manufacturing of this technology, we saw sales skyrocket in the last decade. It wasn't until 2016 that the FDA finally stepped in what I believe is very uh, token regulation, and they stated that electronic cigarettes are going to be regulated just like tobacco. And really, the only thing that came out of this regulation was is that you had to be 18 years old to buy an electronic cigarette. To date, there are no other regulations put forth by our government involving electronic cigarettes or the juices or the um, flavors, as they're called. So how does vaping, when using an e-cigarette, affect the body? Yeah, research shows that people who use electronic cigarettes believe that their technology is healthy and they believe that they're not going to be harmed in any way. There's a tremendous amount of active research ongoing right now. What we know for fact is when you vape or inhale the superheated vapor, you develop bleeding ulcers. You can develop bleeding ulcers in your mouth, in your throat, in your gums. It can affect your teeth. When you inhale these flavored liquids, these liquids are, for the most part, prevalent with a chemical called an aldehyde. These are very toxic. They're irritating to the airways. They actually create inflammation of lung tissue that may lead to inflammatory lung disease. So what we're seeing is of the smokers that went from tobacco cigarettes to vaping, 
They've traded their smoker's cough for now a vaping cough. They're more prone to recurrent bronchitis or recurrent lung infections. And what we're now beginning to see in healthcare is a younger population presenting with emphysema as well as destructive inflammatory disease of the lung. There's one condition called bronchiolitis obliterans. We nicknamed it as BOOP. This is usually a very caustic destruction of the lung that we see in an older population. Unfortunately, most of these patients end up passing on by suffocation. Well, we're now starting to see a younger population of young adults presenting with this kind of disease process who are electronic cigarette users. Science is also showing us that the use of electronic cigarette may increase the risk of recurrent respiratory infections, the risk of cancer development, and the risk of heart attacks. So does vaping affect teens and young adults differently than older adults? Absolutely, and this is a great question for whoever posted this. Many, many years ago, Science showed us that about 18% of high school students use tobacco cigarettes and 12% of middle school students use tobacco cigarettes. I used to give countless lectures to middle school students just educating them on the, the perils of what will happen if they embark on cigarette smoking. The FDA stepped forward. They put in very strong bans. They told the tobacco companies, you can no longer advertise to kids and teens and young adults. And as you remember, all those billboards of Joe Cool suddenly vanished. The FDA also said to the tobacco companies, you could no longer put in any flavoring except for menthol into tobacco because we knew that teens and young adults tended to enjoy flavored tobacco products over standard tobacco products. So what occurred from that? Currently a 50% reduction in the use of tobacco products in high school and middle school students. Unfortunately, the electronic cigarette entered the scene. Between 2011 and 2015, there was a 900% increase in the use of e-cigs in high school students. In 2016, current data demonstrates 11% of high school students actively use an e-cig. 4% of middle school students actively use an e-cig. And you compare this to 3% of adults who use an electronic cigarette. When they studied the high school population and young adults, they found that 40% of people who utilize an electronic cigarette had never even smoked tobacco previously. And science is now showing us that Youthful individuals who take on electronic cigarette most likely are going to revert to start smoking tobacco products. Now, in the teens, what you have to realize is nicotine is extremely highly addictive to a young brain. The way the kids are wired and young adults are wired when they utilize one of these electronic cigarettes for the first time, they get this high rush. They get a euphoria and they reproduce that feeling with additional inhalations. But what happens very quickly is their brain begins to resolve that euphoria. They no longer get that rush. And following the use of the electronic cigarette, they actually get fatigued. They get depressed. And so studies are showing that kids are utilizing these e-cigs sometimes as often as every half an hour through the day just to maintain a normal feeling, not even a high. Science has proven that nicotine use in young adults and teenagers harms brain development, it decreases memory, 
It decreases the ability to learn and to concentrate. And we know that e-cigarette vapor does contain cancer-causing chemicals. Why would we want our youth exposed to this? So what about pregnant women? Is it women? Is it safe for them to vape while pregnant? Very simple answer. There is no such thing as safe smoking for women who are pregnant. Don't smoke cigarettes. Don't smoke electronic cigarettes. Studies previously performed in humans have shown that women who smoked and subjected nicotine exposure to their fetuses or developing babies affected the lung development of the baby, affected the brain development and behavior development of that baby. Recent science that I had read utilizing a frog embryo, now I'm not the first to say that frog embryos are identical to human embryos, but what's very interesting in the early frog embryo life, their development actually is similar to early human embryo development. And so the frog embryo model has been utilized for a long time looking at toxicities and chemical exposures and what happens to fetuses. So these researchers subjected frog embryos to electronic cigarette vapor. And what they found was very astounding. There was a dramatic increase and what's called cranial facial abnormalities. The chromosomes that control the development of the face, the mouth, the head, were changed. And so what they saw was an increased presentation of cleft palates. This is a condition where the upper jaw doesn't form. And so if this happened in babies, they wouldn't be able to actually eat. They also saw an increase in smaller faces and smaller heads being developed. And when the researchers looked at different vapor, they found that when they tested the sweeter vapor, there was a more dramatic correlation with increased development of facial defects. So again, any type of smoking is not safe for a woman who's bearing a child. Okay, so are e-cigarettes less harmful than regular cigarettes? This is a very challenging question, okay? And what I want to make very clear is that the term less harmful does not equate safer. Again, science, including my personal experiences with some of my friends and colleagues who utilize e-cigarettes, believe that e-cigarettes are safer. Now, the Center for Disease Control has published a statement, and they state, yes, electronic cigarettes are less harmful compared to tobacco cigarettes in current adults who smoke. However, the CDC states that electronic cigarettes are not safer in teenagers, young adults, pregnant women, or adults who have never smoked. So again, yes, they're less harmful, but they're not safer. You know, when you, you look at these 7,000 plus juices and flavors that are manufactured, by the way, they're mostly manufactured by big tobacco companies who for decades told our country that cigarettes were absolutely safe. Well, on their websites, they talk about there's predominantly four key components in these liquids. There's a vegetable glycerol and a glycol product. And, you know, they point out that many of these products are used in, in food preservation, in toothpaste manufacturing. We're eating and drinking these things every day, so therefore they must be safe. 
The juices also have nicotine as well as a flavoring enhancer. What they don't tell you is when you vaporize the glycerol and the glycol, it actually forms formaldehyde. The same formaldehyde we get in tobacco smoke. Formaldehyde is a cancer-causing chemical. When you look at the lists of cancer-causing chemicals, formaldehyde is listed as a Category 1 most toxic. In addition, vaping also releases other toxic chemicals. Nitrosamines, benzenes, heavy metals, these are all found to a higher degree in cigarette smoke and a lesser degree in electronic cigarettes. However, all these chemicals are also listed as carcinogens. They're cancer-causing chemicals. We know for a fact that if you smoke cigarettes, you're going to have a three times likelihood of getting a heart attack. Science is now showing if you smoke an electronic cigarette, you may have a two times increase of getting a heart attack compared to a non-smoker. So yes, they are less harmful only in adults who currently smoke. So if I'm an adult as a smoker, can an e-cigarette be an effective tool for me to quit smoking tobacco cigarettes? When these technologies really began to come forward about 10 years ago, I was actually excited that we might be able to use this as sort of a weaning tool. Take a patient on cigarettes, put them perhaps through a four-month program of an electronic cigarette and get them off of cigarettes. The companies who sell these products state that, yes, electronic cigarettes are being designed to replace tobacco. However, the bottom line is no. Electronic cigarettes to date have not been proven to allow smokers to get off of cigarettes. The FDA has actually gone forward and issued a statement saying that electronic cigarettes are not approved as a quit smoking tool. A recent study that I read from Japan looked at 9,000 smokers who converted to electronic cigarettes with the hopes of completely being off of all tobacco products and cigarette products. When they compared this to a group that utilizes current technology, which are smoking cessation programs, nicotine patches, behavioral modification, and even some systemic drugs, they found that the electronic cigarettes did not help the smokers come off of smoking. So unfortunately, I'm very disappointed. Despite what the companies are trying to allude to, an electronic cigarette is not a tool to quit smoking. One particular brand of vape or e-cigarette is called the Juul, and it's become increasingly popular among teens. Are these safe for them to use? I'm so glad that someone submitted this question. The Juul is a brand new technology, and in my opinion, and opinion of many others, this is an epidemic that's affecting our teenagers and our young adults. Now, the story goes that uh, two graduates who happen to be smokers and graduated from Stanford University created a whole new technology. Juul actually looks like a jump drive. I carry one on my badge. Many school students carry a jump drive also. And it doesn't look like a cigarette. It was purposely designed like that. And actually it recharges utilizing a USB jump drive. So you can recharge it in your laptop, in your iPod, charger, things that are ubiquitous everywhere. This technology is also well known for producing very minimal vapor. So studies are showing that the teenagers and young adults who've really embarked onto utilizing jewels 
can actually take an inhalation and blow the vapor into their shirt or into their sleeve and not even be detected. I read one article where students in class or in the library are doing their vaping, and it's not even noticeable. When you look at the website of the Juul Company, they, like many other producers of electronic cigarettes, have a statement that their goal or vision is to replace tobacco in current adult smokers. Again, admirable. Admirable. This company has exploded in terms of market presence. Right now, more than 60% of the electronic cigarettes sold out there are Juul systems. Here's what I consider a danger to this technology. The system as it's set allows the device to have a pod inserted onto the device. That pod, compared to other electronic cigarettes, has one of the highest concentrations of nicotine. One pod is actually equivalent to an entire pack or 20 cigarettes of nicotine. Now, what I've read, some of these students who easily get addicted to this are smoking every 30 minutes or vaping every 30 minutes. They're, in fact, consuming the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes in a teenager who may be in middle school or in high school. The other thing that these pods are, I believe, notorious for is they're all flavor-enhanced, very sweet flavors. The FDA many years ago made tobacco companies remove flavoring because they knew that teenagers and young adults favored flavored smoking products. So when they did that, teenagers and young adults were sort of forced to smoke cigarettes that smell like cigarettes, and that in education really helped reduce the prevalence of smoking in these two age groups. The problem is teens and young adults get hooked on jewels. Because of FDA ruling, you cannot officially buy a jewel or an electronic cigarette unless you're 18 years old. But what they're finding is 18-year-old and older people are buying droves of these technology in the pods. They're selling them on eBay. They're selling them in school fields. They're selling them in hallways for cash. They're selling them at jewel parties and they're making a, a rather significant profit margin on it. So, despite all the warnings by the FDA, our teenagers, our high school students, are able to easily get jewel in pots. They believe it's trendy. They believe it's cool. It's actually been listed as the iPhone of electronic cigarettes. And just like my adults who utilize electronic cigarettes, they believe it's safe. They believe they're inhaling natural chemicals and nicotine and giving off a water vapor. And the FDA made it very clear to tobacco companies that they cannot market directly to children, young adults. None of these companies actually do that. But the reason this has exploded is young adults and teenagers are marketing through social media to themselves. And this has taken off. And that's why this has become such a significant epidemic because what we're doing is we're rapidly creating very severe nicotine addictions in our youth. This is an epidemic and currently the FDA has no way to combat this. They have no control over this. Now the electronic cigarette companies understand this. I read a statement that Juul has actually dedicated $30 million for education and lobbying to ensure that their products are just sold to smoking adults. It's a start, but it's not a solution. Schools are trying to deal with this. I've read articles where they're putting monitors in bathrooms. They're removing the doors off the stalls. They're even installing vapor detectors with video surveillance by the entrance. So 
they have a time date stamp when they detect a vape going off and can photograph the student that entered and exited the bathroom. And I've even read about a technology being developed to electronically shut off the jewel in schools and perhaps other public places. You know, I'm hopeful that my friends who have students in middle school and high school, my kids, their friends are watching this Facebook live feed. This is an epidemic. We need to educate people on this because our youth are ignoring this and they're using this as a trend. And, you know, we were all in middle school and high school. We thought we were non-vulnerable. We thought we'd live forever. We thought we'd never get hurt. Can't be us. For the parents out there, what I want you to recognize is if you see your student, your loved one, their friends, presenting with sores that aren't healing in their mouth or on their lips, having frequent infections, having a vapor's cough, having inability to tolerate caffeinated products because they're so hyped up on, on nicotine, and all of a sudden you see a change in their grades or they just can't concentrate or there's memory loss. You need to confine this because this is an issue. You've got to talk to your pediatrician. Some of these kids are becoming so nicotine addicted that the only solution is actually to put them into a recovery unit, an inpatient detox to get them through this. So this is a national epidemic that I want to bring forth to everybody. And I want folks to talk to their kids about this. And I want kids to realize that this is not safe, it's not benign, and we're creating a whole generation of nicotine addicts like we've never seen before. So thanks again to the person who posted this question. Well, and we thank you, Dr. Chomiak, for giving us all of this valuable information. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for our viewers today? Very simple. Don't smoke. If you're smoking, quit. If you think an e-cigarette is safer, it's not. If you think an e-cigarette is going to make you stop smoking, it won't. The best defense is really a positive offense, and please stop smoking if you're smoking. And if you're young and you're seeing that peer pressure around you, don't cave into it. There's other things you can do with your life. Thank you for your time and your attention. And thank you, Dr. Chomat, for joining us for this edition of Ask an Expert Live.